What's up, everyone? It's the Episode Ninja Podcast, where the guys and I do a deep dive into our favorite TV shows. We chat about legendary episodes, iconic characters, and hilariously classic quotes. It's like the late-night combo you have with your friends after too much beer and not enough tacos. So grab a cold one and get ready. It's the Episode Ninja Podcast. What a what a slap opportunity. So How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. It is a show about a guy named Ted who tells a story to his children for eight years or so, eight or nine, about how he met their mother. And all of the women he slept with along the way. <laughs> in great detail, in some instances. What did you guys think of this format when you first heard about it? Going back, flashback, flash-forward stuff. Did you think it was cool? Did you think it was cheesy until you actually got into the show? I'm I'm one of those people, when I see a new show, I like... Because I remember when this came out, and it was like I was thinking about whether or not to watch it or not, and I like just to think if this show is going to have longevity. And I didn't see this storyline. Like, how can he possibly tell this story for how long? So I was not. I didn't think it was going to work. So I didn't. I didn't really like it in the beginning, to be honest. But I really, really, each character really is what eventually grew on me. I think that this show is a hard sell if you're trying to explain it to someone right so first off it's got a weird title right like dan and i were talking a few weeks ago about hey what shows were good but had really shitty titles and this is one of them like how i met your mother is is a dumb title in my opinion right and then you've got to explain okay so the dad from full house (laughs) is sitting down with his teenage kids and he's basically telling like a seven-hour story to these kids about how he met their mother and going into specific detail. And it's just, you know, you, you don't get it until you start watching it. Um, you know, and it, you know, it's a, it's a network show. So sometimes, you know, if you're a younger audience, you might not be that, you know, oh, cool, I'm going to watch like, you know, whatever on CBS at 7 o'clock on a Tuesday. You're like, whatever. Um, so it took me a while to get into the show. I definitely did not start watching from the beginning. I probably started uh, picking it up on Netflix or something like that, getting a discs actually on Netflix maybe like when they were in like season three. Wow. And then I was like, You're aging oh, yourself. This, is, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. Yeah, I kind of have the same background with the show. I vividly remember in like 2008, so this would have been like after three or four seasons, hanging out with, like, six of my friends and binge-watching How I Met Your Mother. So just six dudes sitting in a shitty college house watching this show about (laughs) people 15 years older than us, not appreciating it at all, some of the the plights that they run into in adulthood, but, yeah. Well, it's like, and it's like it almost, it almost, I don't know if they tried to do this, but it's, I'm not gonna say like it's the it it's trying to be like the friends of our generation. I mean, it's it's like a group of friends based in New York that they meet at the same place all the time. They seemingly have jobs where none of them actually have to work, and they make great money where they can work in an and live in a, a crazy nice apartment in this city where no one has nice apartments unless they're like a millionaire. But it, I mean, that's when I got into it in college too, because it was like, oh, so this is what life's gonna be like after college. Huh? We're all gonna graduate. We're all gonna live together. We're, you know, that was that was at least the dream at the time. And obviously, you know, reality sets in. And well, well, at least they had jobs that potentially paid them a lot of money, right? Like, you know, Ted could have made a lot of money as an architect. 
Uh, Marshall was a lawyer. Um, Barney was Barney, weird corporate dude who obviously made a shit ton of money. Um, uh, Robin was on uh, the news, so they all you know had decent sources of income. Unlike Friends, where they like worked at like a coffee shop and were able to afford like a two thousand square foot like lot. Well, it was rent controlled across from Central Park, no problem. Yeah, and they now they do get into like some of the money stuff in a more real way on how i met your mother like lily had crippling credit card debt which affected their marriage and buying a home and all that stuff that was a great episode and they're waiting for the they're waiting for the uh the results of um, you know what their apr will be (laughs) yeah it's one that it definitely i agree with you chris where you it's it's hard it's a hard one to explain and, and to get people into because you also just have to really know the characters like Barney's not a likable character like that's one thing he, I mean he's a misogynist he's a womanizer he's all these terrible things but he's somehow one of the most likable characters at least in my opinion on the show itself so uh, speaking of of Barney and uh, being a womanizer on the show. So the show was really popular, um, you know, when, you know, maybe the third, fourth season. And I was talking about it at work. And this girl goes, man, I can't believe that, you know, Neil Patrick Harris plays such a great womanizer, you know, because in real life he's gay. And I was like, what? Mm. Neil Patrick Harris is gay? Because he did such a convincing job. And like, you know, I'm not like a celebrity gossip guy that, you know, I'm not in all their personal lives and I don't know what's going on. Like, he was so spot on with his character that, like, for someone to tell me he was... And, like, it was like, are you an idiot? You know what I mean? But was it like the How I Met Your Mother episode where, like, the glass was shattered and it was, like... (laughs) It was... It changed the way you looked at Barney at all? I mean... Because I... I, Because I I literally had the same exact thing. I had no idea. Because my first... My initial... My introduction, I should say, to Neil Patrick Harris is um, Harold and Kumar. Like, that's, that's where... And that's... He was obviously didn't play a, a, a gay character in that so nor, nor would that matter but he didn't give off that vibe in that episode at least or that uh appearance so for whatever reason that was my initial like introduction to him so i i had no in no way thought that <laughs> but it was it it i don't think it really changed my my, my well because i just remember doogie hauser right i, n- I never ha- saw like that. i thought he was hollering at girls was I've was there not a cute an nurse on doogie hauser i don't remember don't they reference seen it in, like don't they reference Doogie Howser in an episode of How I Met Your Mother? Like a couple times. Like I think one because I've never seen Doogie Howser, but like one episode of How I Met Your Mother ends with like him entering something into his notebook, which is I think how he ended the episodes of Doogie Howser, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's like his online journal or something like his blog. But yeah, I think they do make a couple references. I like I like when shows do that. I like when shows like shows like Roseanne used to. When uh, when they changed Becky's, just like the first time the new Becky walked in, they're like, "Oh, you look different." Like I like when shows can kind of make fun of themselves within themselves, and this is definitely a show that did that. On an interesting note, too, on the Neil Patrick Harris thing, they were and being a womanizer. I guess when they re- re- originally wrote the show, they had it in mind that this Barney character was gonna be like a Jack Black, John Belushi type of character, and then Neil Patrick Harris, like obviously auditioned and completely changed their mind as to how the character would be played well do you know who uh auditioned for uh barney i do okay well you can tell us if you do one mr james parsons yeah which would have been i mean that 
I mean, uh, another gay guy. But would have been interesting. I just wouldn't have seen that in like a million years. And apparently... Um, he has no other role than Sheldon. S- Scott Foley got offered the role of Ted. And then Jennifer Love Hewitt got offered the role of um, Robin. Yep, I saw that. And they And they both turned it down. Jennifer Love Hewitt turned it down to be on the Ghost Whisperer, so that's a that's big, a Friday night big jam. Mistake. Good choice. The chemistry of a cast really does make a show, and I think this show does have incredible chemistry. Like you have to believe in the couples. Like I believe in Marshall and Lily. Like I know couples like that that have dated the second they got to college, and like they're married now with kids, and like. And I'm at that stage, like, right now where everyone is doing that. So it's, like, this weird – I'm actually sort of in Ted's shoes. I'm waiting waiting to meet my future kids' mothers, Luke and Luke and Lily or whatever their names are. Leia. Yes. Something I really appreciate about this show is I've never seen this in – or at least I've never noticed it in any other sitcom, but it, they show them laughing at each other's jokes. Like, it's not this weird bubble where – like they're just sitting there and waiting for a reaction from the audience like some other shows that have laugh tracks like it feels a lot more natural cuz it does feel like they have chemistry like they're actually hanging out with each other and and cracking jokes I agree and I think it would be tough like cuz I guess they I I I mean I I can't always tell the difference between laugh track and like a live audience and I guess they shot this just without an audience at all and put in the laugh track later and I can't I don't know I just can't imagine doing that and not having the industry like i think that'd be tougher to do and they they definitely pull it off i mean they have incredible timing and incredible chemistry for sure yeah they're yeah the reaction the reactions are recorded so they they shoot the episode and then they show a live audience the recording and then those are real oh, reactions that makes sense oh really okay that's interesting i didn't know that was a thing i had read recently that like some of the laugh tracks on shows that you watch like i think big bang theory like go back to like the 1950s like they haven't changed like they literally have just been using the same exact ones since yeah since forever. how i met your mother's laugh i although we've established it's not a laugh track but um it's much less abrasive than a lot of shows uh i know we've mentioned the big bang theory but some shows are just unwatchable well like you said they do a good job of interacting with each other during the dialogue during the jokes where you know uh i was watching like the connors or whatever and it was literally like the jokes were so timed like you could predict like okay every 25 seconds there's going to be a joke and you could you you would know it's coming just based on the uh actors uh you know kind of reaction and and just uh that's how they were setting it up here's my joke pause wait for laughter you know, character comes back, and it's just, it's just, you know, I just can't get into shows like that. But, you know, I did, I did, um, you know, rewatch some episodes uh, this week, and uh, you know, I did notice that, like, you know, Marshall was laughing, and you know, Barney was laughing at something that like Ted would say, and I'm like, are they, are they messing up? But no, you're right. They were just having a natural reaction, and I think that was good. Yeah, I definitely think that's what what makes a show successful. It was one of the main main things of those character. I'm sorry, go ahead. Do you also think that this show was successful because it had such a great theme song? It is a great it is a great theme song. I like the one episode where they all have the instruments and they're doing it themselves. Um but yeah, it's been stuck in my head. I've rewatched a couple episodes recently too. It's been stuck in my head. I mean, it's one of those ones that's just always there. I think that's the band of the guy who made the show or something like that. 
Yeah, it's uh, the theme song, Hey Beautiful, is sung by the Solid Bays and Thomas's real life band, so the creators, their actual bands. And then the show itself is based off, Ted Lillian Marshall is based off the creators, Carter Bays, Craig Thomas, and, Tal- and Thomas's college sweetheart, wife, Rebecca. And I guess Rebecca said she would only allow them to base a character off her if it was Allison Hannigan who played her. Was she a big Buffy fan, do you think? Must have been. American Pie, maybe? doesn't love a good band camp story so when we're talking characters right like you know you guys mentioned like this ensemble of the cast is just really good you know together like a lot of you know really uh popular shows you got to have a good cast good chemistry who's your favorite character and why is it barney oh uh no the only correct answer is marshall agreed (laughs) yeah no so not not only is steve on crack yeah. But also, Dan is yeah, incorrect. So you're saying yep. you guys are going to argue with me. Big fudge. That that Marshall Big fudge. is a better character on How I Met Your Mother. I don't know yeah, than Barney Stinson. I don't, Have you guys Barney Stinson is a better character. Marshall is a more likable character. I don't know what to do with you guys right now. Yeah, I mean, I... Barney is probably one of my favorite characters on TV, hands down. I like, always think of the scene... NPH does such an amazing job. I always... He's just spot on. Everything is spot I on. I always think of the scene in This is the End when Jason Siegel and Kevin Hart are having a conversation. And Jason Siegel's explaining, like, the new show he's doing. He's like, yeah, it's like I go into the kitchen and, like, I come out and my wife's like, hey, you didn't eat the cake, did you? And then I turn around and, like, I have some cake on my nose. And Kevin Hart's like, that that's you. That's your thing right there. That's, that, that's you right there. Like, that's exactly what Jason Siegel is in the show. I absolutely love him. I think his character, like, his character stays the most consistent, I think, of anyone. He's the anchor of the group. He goes through the most in the show itself. On the episode, and I just think Jason Siegel just absolutely killed it, too. As much as you talk about how great Neil Patrick Harris is. And I agree. Jason Siegel knocks it out of the park, too. Did you did you know that on the episode where his dad dies, he didn't know that that's what was going to happen when Lily got out of the cab? Like, he had no idea. That was a 100% real reaction by Jason Siegel. I just thought he was so good in this role and the most consistent character through the show. Yeah, but it wasn't his real dad. Yeah, but it kind of, I mean... I mean, but no one died. I know, but that's that's still... Like, it wasn't like that actor died. But that was like life. a season finale. Like, that was like... That was like a big moment in the show. It's like... It showed there's more depth of the show than just this... Than Ted getting laid and, and Neil... And Barney getting laid. And I think... He, again, he was the anchor. He was the one who could always take Ted aside to go get a beer. He was the one... I, I, I agree 100% with Steve. Yeah, Marshall is the only one on the show who is not an awful person. Who thinks they're not an awful person. Like... Robin, to some degree, is okay, but, like, Ted, Lily, and Barney are all terrible people. Uh, I mean, Barney's definitely a terrible person, but I just I just feel like he is the most memorable person. Um, like, I, I, and I'm not taking anything away from Marshall. I'm not saying Marshall's a bad character. No, we know. I love Marshall. Jason Siegel does a tremendous job, right? I That's know, but you started this off. Why. You started this off hot, saying. Well, I'm starting this off because, like, the clear, the clear answer is Barney, right? Like, come on, like, and then I guarantee you, when we're talking about when we're talking about quotes later, favorite quotes, half of them are probably gonna be Barney's because it's like he's just amazing at quotes and like so many memorable scenes are always involving Barney, right? I mean, Marshall's great too. 
he's my number two. But Barney but is you've just got, you've got the history. You've got the history of I one of my favorite aspects of High Much Mother is when they go back in time and they do the flashbacks to college of college Marshall and college Ted and his Cherry Fierro that only plays whatever that song is. Like it's I one more five hundred miles miles five hundred miles. Da, 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 da. The proclaimers. <laughs> like there's so and and he's from Minnesota. And I, I don't know. I just find him much more of a relatable character. And that's, I think, a big part of it, too. Is Okay. Everyone's allowed to have an income. I would like to point out... <laughs> I would like to point out that this is another example of a show where the wedding goes awry and they have to do a secondary side wedding. I don't think I mentioned that in the last one. And I just want to point that out because it keeps happening. That's one of the top episodes, I think. But well, there's like 97 weddings in this show. That it's like really hard to keep track yeah, of all the weddings in this show. No, true. But like for the main one, Lily and Marshall, everything goes wrong. I I definitely agree with you about you know Marshall being a really strong character, and you had mentioned um, you know the flashbacks of the college uh, days where they met, and they they do a lot of flashbacks. So, and 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 I know that he's like kind of the main character but i'm not a fan of ted oh no oh yeah like schmosby. I, I think ted oh, is the ted worst is absolutely the worst he is a terrible that classic schmosby yeah no he's he's like one of the worst characters out there which is weird to say about a main character of a show and at least like he is the show at least on other shows where they're terrible people like seinfeld and it's always sunny like they know they're terrible people like that's kind of their thing but ted thinks he's like this like struck down like down on his luck like but no like you keep doing dumb terrible shit and terrible things happen banging hot chicks i mean it's like yeah no ted is classic schmosby i mean he's he's the worst but i i don't know if you're you're supposed to like ted though so that's what that's what throws me off about the whole thing like he's 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 not he's just not a likable character though for a lot of reasons well, it's hard for me to root for someone that I don't like, you know, and you're kind of rooting, you know, the show is structured to root for this guy to, oh, poor Ted and living in sweet apartment in New York and being an architect and a professor and blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, you lost your job. Now you got to be a professor. Boo hoo. I mean, he was still dating all these hot chicks. Mm-hmm. Right. And just because he didn't find the one, like, I don't know. I don't care. Um, and, you know. One of the things that was, I guess, good for the show in terms of like longevity was how they played with the audience. Like, you know, here's a little carrot of who the mom's going to be. And they kept stretching it out over and over. Stupid Um, umbrella. You know, and, you know, that was good for them to get more seasons out of it because once you know the mom, what you're going to do. But for the audience, it kind of sucked, right? Because I was like, who is this chick? That's all I want to know. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, luckily there was a lot going on with the other characters and a lot of other storylines that interested me, but like, honestly, like I wasn't really interested in most of what Ted did. Yeah. I mean, it was, but that is the focus of the show, which is just this weird things. We're talking about how great the show is, but at the same time, on, on the other hand, we're talking about how much we hate the main character and the things that he does. And that's literally like the main part of the show. Like, when they flash back to him in college, and he's got, like, that, uh, what are those, like, carpet hoodie things called? That's a poncho, I think. You know what I'm talking? 
poncho. <laughs> like he's wearing a poncho, and he's got like this, like you know, like you know, curly hair with these like round glasses, like some freaking nineties yeah. hipster. Oh, he was so, uh, I just want to punch him. He in was the face. so pretentious. Yeah. I mean, he. But that's one of his. I mean, that's like encyclopedia. Like that's like one of the the that's Ted's thing. I mean, that's that's his earth shatter glass shattering thing is he just corrects people like 90 percent of what he does is just correct people actually yeah and he just like and the thing for me when i look at a show i'm usually drawn towards the, ner- the nerdy characters right like the smart ones they know a bunch of stuff blah 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 um you know they're kind of the underdogs because i kind of kind of see myself like that but not this guy this guy i'm just like oh come on bro there really isn't an underdog in this show he isn't? I, I don't really think there is in general. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be in terms of, like, meeting women and, and not finding the one. But, like, I guess, yeah, I guess you are rooting for him to eventually find a mother. Or, I should say, a wife. <laughs> he, he does. So do you think that all the characters are pretty strong on this show except for Ted? Yeah, I mean, I'm not crazy about Robin. I think her arc... Again, it's just... I look at, like, the overall arc. I just... I hate how they... I hated how they intertwined Barney and Robin. Like, there was just too much too much group like there's just no way these people could remain friends after ted dates robin they become best friends robin dates barney they stay friends ted and barney no they don't get together ted and robin get back together like it's just this weird thing and then they they, robin ends up marrying barney like there's just no like that to me gets to the point where it's just unbelievable that they could still be friends after this point yeah one of the very common criticisms criticisms of this show is that they don't develop as characters at all like throughout the show they keep circling through the same be- terrible behavior over and over again and i i think that's spot on yeah i definitely think they're guilty of that i would, I would 100% agree with that but again it gets to a point where to to what to what i was saying earlier in terms of like how long a show can go how long can a dude sit on a couch and tell the story of of, of how many times he got laid and and the pineapple and like all this stupid stuff that you would never in a million years tell your kids about. But Bob Saget just keeps doing it. Who do you think has had the biggest career outside of How I Met Your Mother? Pre or post? I guess post. I mean, Jason Siegel's definitely up there. Has he done anything post How I Met Your Mother, or is it more pre? Wasn't Forgetting Sarah Marshall post? And uh, Or maybe during. I Love You, Man. Yeah, I think those were during. I haven't seen a whole lot of him lately. Yeah, that's true. I actually haven't either. Not come to think of it, um, I don't think like I was. I was reading on Reddit the other day because I was just looking some stuff up. Um, Josh Radnor, Ted is not. He's like not been in it. He. I think he's just one of those guys that's like made a fuck ton of money and it's just gonna be like sort of like a couple of, like Phoebe and whatever from Friends. I saw a news article about him recently where he was like harassing his neighbors, uh, like shirtless in his backyard, and got the police called on him and stuff like that. <laughs> Are you yeah. serious? Classic Mosby. <laughs> he um, he had a show uh, called Rise, where he was like a music teacher, and uh, Sarah made me watch a few episodes. And uh, if you think Ted was an annoying character, don't watch Rise because this was like the biggest annoying wet blanket I've ever seen on TV. And it got canceled, and I'm not surprised because it was a lame show. Interesting. In in terms of success, though, I mean, the answer I think is is pretty clearly Kobe Smolders. I mean, Avengers. She's done a, she's done a ton of stuff since Jack 
Jack Reacher, Suzanne, Arrested Development, Lego Movie, Friends from College, a TV show that I guess is pretty good. Love it. Um, she's done. She's done. It seems really well. Jack Reacher. I would say she's probably the most successful. What is she in Avengers? Agent Maria Hill. Oh. Okay. She's a pretty minor character uh, in most of the movies. I still think it's more than probably the other people are doing. I think I think like Neil Patrick Harris, it just seems like he's just doing like cartoons and just having his family. You know, I think he's got a couple kids. Yeah, he was the monkey in uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Oh, how could I forget that stirring role? He had uh, he, went, he has that show on uh, Netflix. He won an Oscar for that. Oh, um, uh, Lemony Snicket series of unfortunate events. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that like a kids book yeah. series? There, there was I a movie with that. Jim Carrey. Yeah, uh, Jason Segel hasn't done anything in a minute. He got yeah, he really hasn't. Out, but he did a couple like independent movies. It looks like, but nothing that like really took off. Nothing like forgetting Sarah Marshall or. Did you ever see Sex Tape? I never saw Sex Tape. Yeah, it wasn't that good. No. Mm-mm. That was the first thing he did post How Much of Mother. So, now that we talked characters, what do you guys think in terms of episodes? I mean, we know the episode Ninja Top 5. Um, I don't know if we want to just roll through those real quick. The first, uh, or the the fifth best episode, which I'm sure we'll have a long discussion about, is Lapsgiving. Uh, season 3, episode 9. Um, the number 4 is The Magician Code, part 2. Number 7, episode 24, Barney proposes to the stripper. How Your Mother Met Me is number three, which I just think is wild, which is season nine, episode 16. Slapback comes in at number two, season two, episode nine, and then the final page, part two, episode eight, or season eight, episode 12. What do you guys think of the top five? So I like two of the episodes. <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, but I don't really, I, I don't really agree uh, with the top five. The earlier and, season ones. Yeah, uh, both episodes involve involve people getting slapped in the face. So you can obviously guess which ones those are. <laughs> right. It's so the earlier episodes. Mainly because you know those episodes had a fun premise. Um, I love ongoing people. joke. Yeah, it's an ongoing joke, which there's a there's a lot of ongoing jokes and themes which we got to talk about. It's in another. This show. It's another one that they pulled from real life. The creators like did this in high school. They had slap bats. Huh. Yeah. We should have. We should have slap bats. We should do that. Can we make a slap bat right now? Totally. Uh, loser of trivia. Mm. Ooh. Well, so would the would the loser get two slaps then? One from the two winners, or how how does that work? Question. I think I did a slap bat in college and I missed. I like miss hit. I think one slap. You got to decide between the the two winners. Sort of okay. like they Cause, did. Because they got to be Dan's a slap like bat commissioner. Si- Dan's like the size of Marshall. Well, Justin will have to be the slap bat commissioner, and he'll decide who doles out the slap we can take it from there i'm a little worried because i don't know how these questions are going to come in these are going to be some interesting questions but yeah no i'm down for a slap but yeah slaps giving slaps giving was a great episode in my opinion i mean not just um you know not just for the you know uh theme of the slap bet stuff which is which is great but you know i like that they were having uh a thanksgiving and i think that every person when they're young and they kind of have their first place and they have a very solid group of friends has a 
Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving. So that's a really relatable, um, you know, thing to have. And then you're kind of dealing with the um, Ted and Robin breakup and then her trying to bring, uh, I don't even know whatever that dude's name is, but she was dating some dude and brought him to Thanksgiving. Was the old guy? Which was, what's the old guy? Yeah, Bob. Which, which we, so here's what's hilarious about that because I rewatched Slapsgiving, and uh, he was 41, and everyone's like, okay, whatever, that's fine, because I guess uh, Robin's 27 on the show, and this dude's 41, and Ted's like, oh my god, he's ancient. They were all in the in their 40s when they started filming this freaking TV show. They were all in their 40s except for maybe like two of them. Hey, Chris, so, you know what that is? That's called acting. That They're is acting. called acting. They're acting. That is yeah. called acting. But it's also called I See With My Eyes, and you're not fucking 27. So mm, Colby Smulders, I could, she could pull off 27 at the time if you ask me. But Okay. <laughs> but I think I just think they did a good job with it. I think it was, I think it was a good episode. Um, it's a classic know, for sure. You know, I like I liked everything about it, and it was. Is this was, so? You rewatched it. Is this like the first slap bet? No, no. Slapsgiving is um, the first uh, slap bet. Is number yeah. two slap bet? Oh, okay. obviously. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. So that is where they determine um, what Robin. Uh, why what, Rob, why Robin won't go to the mall? Yes, <laughs> she shot a porn at the mall. Obviously. <laughs> obviously yeah uh, i was kind of hoping that she wasn't a porn it started out i was like "Ooh, this could get interesting i mean like i'm, I'm on barney's side like yes we gotta see this <laughs> and then it turns out she was a canadian pop singer uh great layer to robin's character for sure one that you didn't see coming because she was basically raised as a boy thrown out of a helicopter like to go kill antelope or whatever that was a great turn for for her character for sure I just can't believe that they filmed so much of that music video for this scene. Like, there was a lot of footage of her at the mall. I saw something that she she would do, like, 16 hours a day of dancing when they would shoot those scenes for Robin Sparkles. Like, it was, like, something crazy like that. She, she wanted to, you know, she's dedicated. She's a method actor and really wanted to shine. Getting up on those... Those uh, those tables and dancing in that bedazzled jean jacket. So, do you want to go to the mall today? <laughs> so yeah, the so I just looked up some like interesting facts and it's the Robin Sparkles music videos were some of the hardest scenes to shoot. They required an extra day of filming, and Colby Smulders would wind up dancing about sixteen hours straight doing Robin Sparkles. Like, why would you need that much footage for of Robin Sparkles? It was a lot of footage, and that's just what made it in the show. And that was only the one music video because she did the other one that they find later on the beach where she like loses her virginity to the to the the whatever Canadian guy that ends up being in the band Foreskins, uh, James Vanderbeek. <laughs> Is that who? That's right. Okay. Uh, yeah, sand yep, yep. Sandcastles in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> and I also just love the thick Canadian accent as she's singing. Oh, know. it's the oh, best. Oh, what's it about? Yeah, like that. I think they 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 pull that from too when they do, or they make fun of her accent when they show her real when she's like trying to get jobs and everything she's doing. She's like, "Hey, this is from Canada," and they had uh, then oh, Barney sorry. <laughs> Barney like reshoots her, gets like she reshoots her like resume and gets her like five job offers or something. Because she's Canadian in real life, right? It would not surprise me at all. I'm to... pretty I'm pretty sure she is because I think that whatever town 
she was born in, that's the town they made her character from. But originally it was supposed to be another Canadian town. Yeah, she's Canadian. I would believe that. Does she look Canadian? Yeah. Yeah, to be honest, she does. Mm, okay. Yeah. Looks like she got maple syrup around her lips. Is that what all Canadians have? I don't know. I don't, but that's my point. Like, how do you tell she's Canadian? Uh, a like cup of looks... Tim, Tim Hortons in her hand, a donut, and uh, on the way she talks. No, her I mean... head has to be cut in half, right? Like on South Park? <laughs> yeah, she just moved up and down. Yeah. Don't they all have that look? Uh, in terms of the other episodes, though, that are in the top, I mean, for whatever reason, Episode Ninja, most shows have, like, either the finale or a season finale and or, or a couple in the top five. So like I always just kind of like take those out. I don't. I didn't like the how I much your how your mother met me thing because I. The whole point of the show was to wait for the reveal for who his mother was. We met her way before everyone else did, and that actually pissed me off. Like that that was one of the worst parts about the ninth season. Like we met her sixteen episodes into episode or to you know however many it was. It was actually at the beginning of season nine. Season nine stunk though. That's a whole other. That's a whole other controversy. And then um. The Magician's Code, I mean, Barney, whatever. He was kind of, that was kind of class Barney. And then, um, did you know this Pamela Fryman lady? Because I'm just looking at the director. She directed like 196 of the 200-some episodes. Like, she did like every single one of them, which is crazy. Yeah, she did like all of them except for like three. That's wild. And uh, Neil Patrick Harris directed one of them. I don't know which one, though. I do know Neil Patrick Harris's favorite episode was the one where they sang about his suits. That was his favorite. Mm. I think he likes the uh, musical theater aspect of it. I think that was his comment. So what other, you know, if this list is kind of missing your favorite episodes, uh, what would you guys put up here as your favorites? And what, you know, what are some of those memorable scenes when you guys are thinking back? I One of my personal favorites is the episode where Barney goes on The Price is Right. Uh, <laughs> Because I feel like they had kind of been building up to that. And I mean, obviously, like network synergy, like the CBS show, cross promotion and all that stuff. But um, that that episode was really good. Yep, totally. was. That would definitely be in my top five. Where did that rank on? It's uh, uh, number 22. Okay. My favorite episode is number 28 is how I met everyone else. Because I just love, again, I love when they go back to college. I love when you learn the backstory of 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 how each of them became friends before. I mean, Ted, Ted and Barney literally met at a urinal, you know, I mean, and they, but they were still able to pull the whole episode out of that. And I, that's, that's probably my, my favorite episode. And that's again, number 28. So that was kind of surprising. I really like, uh, Barney's proposal where he's got the, uh, he's doing the last, uh, you know how he would do like a game and a chick or whatever. And he'd like give it a, like a code name playbook and playbook. Yes. And, uh, he was pulling the Robin and then does the proposal. So I just really like that episode. Fun fact um, about the playbook. Neil Patrick Harris kept that and the booth from the bar. Those are the two things he kept from the show as mementos. You're just ruining the trivia now. Oh, am I? Yeah. Thanks. Sorry. Um, I really like the scene where Robin and Lily kiss and that's all I have to say about that. that it is. was, it was pretty sweet. Yeah, that is uh, that is memorable. Um, yeah, any of the slap bet stuff. Um... Another another favorite of mine is the game night episode in season one, where they they get the tape of Barney before 
you know, when he was in like Greenpeace and he was working for the coffee place and he was begging for the woman to to take him back. And then we see Marshall, who loves the he's the game master. Like you can see all these different elements of of different characters, and then how they want to get to know this woman that Ted is dating through the games. Absolutely hilarious episode. One of my favorites. Up that's and that's number fifteen on the on the episode Ninja. Do you guys remember the episode where Marshall sang the Bang Bang song? A bang, 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 bang. I said a bang, 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 bang. Um, and then Barney comes in with the spoons at the end. Fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's like right after Robin and Barney break up because it's Barney that's doing all the banging and Robin hates the song. Of course. Why wouldn't he? That's all I got. Though. I don't know the actual episode. Yeah, I like every every like almost every episode I love. Like Barney is just doing something amazing. Like one of my favorite episodes is when uh barney was like oh i'm gonna run a marathon and it was like in two days and they're like you can't just like run a marathon you know you have to like train for months and he's like what are you talking about i'm just gonna run a marathon and like i legit thought like okay barney you're stupid and he's gonna like pass out after he was wrong though i mean half a mile no he ran a whole marathon but he couldn't get off the train (laughs) oh I love Barney. Yeah, no, he's, that he's is amazing. a that is a great. I mean, yeah, definitely. Like, there are some incredibly memorable moments and quotes from Barney. Like to go back to the character debate. Like, there's just no doubt about it. But I just hate his arc. He becomes, he goes from this womanizing, hilarious guy to this like puppy dog in love with Robin, which is just so unlike his character. He just doesn't. He doesn't. I mean, his apartment is like one of my favorite features of the whole place. He's got. You know, the bed that, that switches out when the woman stays too long. The toilet seat that goes up automatically instead of down automatically. And then, like, I don't know. I just don't, didn't, of the character changes, because I think someone mentioned earlier, like, there wasn't a whole lot of character development. I, of his development, and I, and I agree with that, of his development, I liked his the least. I think his character got worse as the seasons went on. Especially when he was, like, dating the stripper. And, he again, he was, like, puppy dog in love with her. Like, well, since when does Barney, like, chase after a girl and give her a Rolex and all this stuff? Like, he just, his character didn't do that. And for whatever reason, they just, he just, he changed the most for me. But I do agree with you that he does have the, the probably the most memorable moments. Yeah, one of my other favorites is a Barney-heavy episode. Uh, and really, the episode isn't that good, but this is probably one of my favorite <laughs> scenes from the show. Is I don't know if you guys remember... The first time Lily and Marshall try to get married, they go to Atlantic City to get hitched. And Barney mm-hmm. plays like this weird, obscure uh, game with all these like Chinese businessmen. And yeah, there's yeah. like a jelly bean and, and all this stuff. That's <laughs> And Marshall gets it. it I, I think I got yeah. it. <laughs> it's like, shut up, Theodore. I perfectly understand this game. And Ted, Ted is turned on by the shirt that Rob is wearing. <laughs> like, she, yeah, no, that's a. Uh... That, that's a good one. In terms of, like, so we've talked about, like, main characters. They've had a lot of guest stars on this show. Mm-hmm. Who would you guys say is, like, the top in terms of who are your favorite guest stars or the roles that they played? Uh, Britney Spears. Let's see. I go Katy Perry. Mm. Oh, honey. Mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, Sarah Chalky as uh, oh, yeah. Stella. Yeah. I'm a big Sarah Chucky fan. I so. am too. I am too. Uh, Wayne I also Wayne like, Brady as like, Barney's brother is good. Yes. Great call. Great call. And then like I know the one thing they do in the show that I like too is they have running jokes like the the, the episode where 
um, Barney gets a coffee and it's written Swarly. It's written on it and then he becomes Swarly. And then the, throughout the whole episode, just call him the bar with different names and things like that. Swarly, all the different. And then they also, I think they make a reference in that actual episode, the the Swarly rep- episode, where they're sitting in a coffee house in New York and they like reference like, what kind of group would sit around a coffee house? Like, what is the point of this? So they go back to the bar. Like, they, I think that was kind of a nod to Friends. I like to think so, at least. Yeah, there was a lot of... Uh, they did a really good job of um, having, you know, uh, callbacks and, and recurring themes. Um, obviously, we talked about the slap bet, but one of my favorites is anytime they do, like, the doppelganger stuff. It was pretty funny. Yep, I agree. Who's your favorite doppelganger? Lesbian Robin, Stripper Lily... Oh, Mexican yeah, wrestler and Mexican wrestler, mustache Marshall, the mustache Marshall. and uh, stripper Lily. What was Barney, the the doctor, not the gynecologist, obstetrician? But then it no. it was him pretend. I can't remember how that panned out. Yeah, it was it him pretending at one point. Yeah, and when he broke the news that like they're not going to be kid, you know, not going to be parents. They did a great job with that. I I do like that that uh, aspect. And then they have like again running things like one of my another favorite episode of mine is a later season is the trilogy episode where they go through all the Star Wars and reference like how they wanted their futures to go and you can kind of see how it turned out a little bit differently. Like their goal out of college was to live in bunk beds in an apartment together. Like again, I kind of related to that because that's kind of what I was what I was thinking at the time how life was. You wanted to have bunk beds as not as an adult. I mean, yeah, get a place with your bros in New York and yeah. Why not? You can get a bunk bed with a full bed underneath these days. You don't need to just have twins, okay. just so you know. You what can, What's you stopping full, you from you having bunk bed beds now. right now, Dan? Um, Time, really. You know, it's just one of those things where I just don't have the time. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, back to, <laughs> back to How I Met Your Mother. Um, we kind of, we I mean, we could talk about our favorite seasons, but I think we really can all agree that the worst season is season nine, uh, the final season. Yeah, right. this is one of my favorite shows, and I have seen it all the way through several times, except for season nine, which I only watched within the last year. Like I, I really had completely lost interest by the time it aired on TV. Um, and it, I mean, there were some decent episodes in season nine, but yeah, overall, it was I think that weird. the show hurt itself because it lost momentum because it almost got canceled so many times. You know, I don't remember what season it was, but I think it was like season seven and um, Jason Siegel didn't want to do it again. And they kind of had to like, you know, twist his arm to come back. Um, and then, you know, after season eight, they didn't know if they were going to go do it again. Um, and then they finally go and do season nine. So I don't know if it was rushed or, you know, the writers were like, oh, shit, we actually have to write the mother in at some point. Um but yeah, it wasn't, in my opinion, it wasn't a successful season, and it wasn't a successful ending to the show. I wasn't satisfied after you know nine nine seasons. It's very reminiscent to me of like Scrubs. Like it just went one too far. It should it just should have ended either seven or eight. And like I think season eight nine, and if I if I'm wrong, correct me. But I'm pretty sure like the base storyline of it is that it takes part over forty eight hours only. Which is insane because there's like 23 or 24 episodes in a season. And like they just kept stretching this thing out at this hotel. And, and Marshall not being there was for the entire season because he was in like in Minnesota or whatever traveling. Like they were all away from each other. And that was not the one. So they weren't in New York. They were outside of their like normal 
situations and 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 it was barney and robin's wedding right is that the premise of season nine like i don't even remember it because it's just so like it just wasn't a good season like it was just they they definitely closed the door poorly because that's yeah it, it was robin and barney's wedding because that's where ted met the wife who was the bass player at their wedding right Sure, I'll take your word for it. I mean, there were so there were so many weddings. I get confused. No, at this that's point, what it is. Right? Yeah, that's what it is. And, you know, and then no, I, what, what was the is. season yeah. where Ted crashes Victoria's wedding and they run off? I don't know if that was season seven or something like that. Because um, they because originally she was they were thinking about having her be the mom, and then they were like, no, we're gonna we're gonna extend it. Yeah, it was if they and, got canceled. You know, you're out, Victoria. Sorry. Yeah. I read that they had if if they were gonna cancel it after one or two seasons, she would have been the mother, but obviously it kept. Going. I mean, that would have been more satisfying for sure. Yeah, because I mean, especially with how with how they chose to end it after the fact. Like, yes, we see Ted meet we see Ted meet the mother at the train station. The yellow umbrella is there. Everything they've been referencing, and then they just go ahead and excuse excuse my reference here, slap you in the face, and say, well, that's not the end. There's a I don't know if you guys have seen it on YouTube someone like cut up an alternative mm-hmm. ending where it basically just like fades away when they're at the train station and like it is ten times more satisfying than seeing Ted run back to Robin and end up with the same fucking person he met in the first episode of the show like we met the mother in the first goddamn episode and she was in every episode since and it oh it infuriated me I remember being I remember being like actually angry when that show ended because I I actually think I was living with my parents. So they were like DVRing it, and I was I was watching with them, and it was just like, it was just the most unsatisfying ending of a show. I think I think that and I've I, ever I just feel like it is uh, it is a happy ending show, right? And you know, it's your typical uh, you know uh, romantic sitcom, funny sitcom, and they throw in the mom dying, and it just was so like off putting, like oh okay um that's cool then and then like you you, and then he winds up with robin after the mom dies so i guess that's okay right like i i it was it was so frustrating it was we the whole thing led up to this how i met your mother thing he meets the mother we see nothing of their life together except a little highlights and then she dies for whatever reason we have no idea how she dies but it's okay, and then he gets permission from his kids to go ahead and ask out Aunt Robin. Like it was just so cringy, and like it, it felt like they were like, like they were playing pandering to us almost. Like, well, this is what you, this is how it should end it, and it just that's that's I just and it's just frustrating too because I feel like a lot of uh, sitcoms might not have a complete story, right? You might have a basis like, oh, it's. Um, you know, it's a bunch of friends that, you know, live across from each other and they work at a coffee shop and some of them date and here's what's going on. But it's not like a complete story where, you know, like this is what's going to happen. Right. So you have like a lot of dramas where they know the whole story going in. Right. They have an outline. OK, so Walter White is going to get cancer and he needs to raise money and he's going to become a bad guy. And it's going to like this. Oh, whoa, whoa. Spoiler. And it's going to destroy his life. And you can kind of write around that, you know what I mean? Where sometimes I think sitcoms fail because they don't have a they don't have an ending, right? So they don't have anything to work up to, and they don't have like a plan of like we're gonna have X amount of seasons so we can kind of put the story together how it should. I think, but they had an ending, right? They and knew that, the goal was for Ted to go meet the mom, and we need to end it. So for the fact that they couldn't end it properly is annoying. I respect shows that stop 
when they should, like Veep. Like Veep, like like this this last season was good and, and decent and fine, but like they knew like we can't keep this going. This the, we ran out of storylines for the characters. Like Scrubs should have. There's so many examples of shows that just go. The Office is another example of a show that just kept going. I think like Parks and Recreation stopped at like the right time. There's certain shows that like do it right, and this this was not one of them. Yeah, the finale is number three on the worst episodes list for this show on Episode Ninja. Really? And the okay. other two, number one and number two, are also both season nine episodes. It, the other thing is they didn't answer the pineapple thing. Like, the, why wouldn't you answer those? Like, there were things, there were so many, like, I, there, I, I can't remember all the inside jokes, but there were so many things that they, they left, like, the door open to, and it's like, So, I was why? researching the pineapple thing, and supposedly, uh, I guess... It was like a tradition. At, you know, you remember the captain? So I guess it was a tradition yeah. for the yeah. captain to leave out a pineapple to signify like, hey, you, you know, you're you're welcome into the house. And uh, Ted got super drunk and like stole a pineapple. That's what I read. But obviously it wasn't the show. So who knows if that was correct? That's from that's the what captain's I read. house. But that whole episode, he was getting drunk because he was in love with Robin. I don't think he even met the that's captain what it, yet. That's what it said. Or maybe... Because it was like a season one episode, and he hadn't even. Maybe it wasn't. He was, maybe he was trying to show how over Robin he was. He was, he was flipping that, off his but... brain. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to. I'm. I'm not like calling you out or saying you're. I'm just trying to like think out the whole process. That was like an early. That was an early season, and I don't think the captain came around for a while because that's when Ted like built the building. And the Naked Man, by the way, is another classic episode. So there's a lot of quotable uh, dialogue on this show. Um, you know, it's some of it's a little dated. What do you guys um, remember as some of your favorite quotes from the show? I just this one for me doesn't have like. There's some shows where like I know like paragraphs of quotes. Like there's just little things that pop out. Legendary, challenge accepted, classic, classic Schmosby. Like there's just certain very specific references that I that I make to the show throughout like compared to one especially in my like regular life compared to other shows i don't find myself yeah there's like i'll i like some subtle stuff um there aren't many like like, if someone you know does something on a legal side i'll be like oh lawyered and i know that i know that at the peak of the show a lot of people were doing like you know legend wait for it dairy but you know that got overused so much that it's completely played out and you're only a douche if you say that now so one uh, obscure one that I reference all the time is uh, I can't remember what Ted did, but Barney screams at him, <laughs> "Friendship over!" Uh, and I say that all the time, like to my friends, just about dumb shit. Just like again, it's just more for me. It's more moments that stick out than than quotes. Okay, so I found the article explaining the pineapple. The deleted scene taken from Season 9, Episode 20, shows more of what happened when Lily left uh, Farhampton Inn and sought re- uh, refuge in the captain's house. This is also the episode we find out she's pregnant again. Once everyone calms down, the captain stops Ted and says, You stole one thing from me, one thing I can forgive. Still one more thing? Well, that's another matter. As Ted leaves the house, he notices a pineapple sitting outside the doorway. It's an old sea captain's tradition to put a pineapple on your porch as a symbol of hospitality. This is true, by the way. Uh, and turns out uh, he keeps one at his house and house in the city. And the flashback to t- 2005 when he stole the pineapple from the captain's townhouse. So he had stole the pineapple from the captain's townhouse bef- 
before he knew the captain. So you were correct with the timing before he even knew the captain. How the captain? How would the captain no, know? He didn't. How the captain they know that just, was him? He he made a reference about stealing, uh, and then you know they're like steal one more thing, and that's another story. And oh, then okay. They, well, again, that's even more disappointing. I think like they just randomly decided it was the captain. Like there's that's sure. there's no connection to that hookup that he had at all. Like that makes absolutely no sense. One of my favorite Barney quotes is, "I request the highest of fives. I'll use that every now and then. So this show, uh, how would you like if you guys were going to give this um, the "How I Met Your Mother" as a whole uh, a rating out of ten? We'll stick with the episode ninja rating system. What would you rate this? I would give this show Ooh. a solid seven point. Well, I'm I'm, I'm at seven point eight, so That's I'm along, low. I'm along those lines, Dan. It's just not. It's just not one that I'm like gonna go back and rewatch a whole lot. Really, like, I haven't downloaded it to my Plex because, yeah, I, I maybe I should like because I just I don't know I don't really have like access to it. I don't. It's just not one of my. It's not really in my rotation. It's on, uh, so it's not. It's, like, on, it's, on, it's on Hulu because I was watching episodes. Is it? Yeah, At I was least it, it was earlier. when I watched it recently. Yeah, like I don't know. I just I don't go out of my way. Like if I if 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 I had cable and I had like a menu and I saw it was on, I'd probably watch it more often for sure. But like it's just not one of those as a as a as a cord cutter. Um, I'm not, you know, I don't really have access to it. Maybe I should. It, I just downloaded it too. Yeah, to it, it holds up really well. Like, uh, I hadn't watched it in, I don't know, probably five years, and I watched it all the way through within the last year, and I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and, I mean, now that we're older, like, I appreciate more some of the stuff they're going through. And So what what's your rating, Steve? Um, Can I relate to it yeah. a little bit better? Yeah, what do you got, uh, whew, I think, I, like, honestly, it's probably one of my top 10 favorite shows i would go like 8.5 uh and that average is largely brought down by the later seasons like if they had stopped at i don't know season six it would be like solid upper nine territory i actually completely agree with that i think that took a lot of it out like there's certain shows where like their later seasons i'll just skip in general but that one i don't know it just it left such a bad taste in my mouth like it's just i because like this because when you talk about like the office having a bad couple last couple seasons they had a great finale like if you can close it up really well i think people are going to be more forgiving this show they just did a double whammy of a shitty last season and a shitty finale and that just yeah i mean it must really suck if you are a show that has like you know like a tremendous like seven seasons or whatever and your last season sucks and everyone on the internet gets pissed and creates a petition to redo the whole season not talking about game of thrones i know you guys think i'm talking about game of thrones but <laughs> i I'm think not. i signed it i'm talking <laughs> exactly you're not Didn't not cross talking my mind. about game of thrones Let's do Didn't some trivia cuz i'm ready to probably so we, uh, lose. think we want to do a little trivia time master? yes Let's get Justin back in the mix. All right, so so from the Slap Bet episode, name of Robin's hit single. Oh. I'm ready. I'm ready. I have, I have Let's Go to the Mall today. Oh, Ooh. Boom. Let's Go to the One Mall point. is the correct answer. Damn it. So Dan's wrong. All right. Shit. Next question from the Slaps Giving episode. The Name the song at the end of the episode. Oh fuck! I just watched it too, and I can't believe I don't know it. 
Ready. Okay. You just got slapped. Ah, uh, I said. I, I said. A, I a said sandcastles in the mark? sand. I couldn't. I couldn't think of anything. From the Oh Honey episode, who is the celebrity who plays Honey? Ready. That one seemed easy. Okay. Yep. We actually talked about it. Yeah. Oh shit! That was Britney Spears. Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Three, two, one. Katy Perry. All right. Boom. Ooh, I'm winning. Later. Well, tied for it. What? No. I have. Oh no! Yeah. I got the second one wrong. Duh. Right. Right. From the Come On episode, what Ted does to stop Robin's camping trip. Ooh. Ready? Yep, I'm ready. Do we have I, a tiebreaker? I, I have the wrong answer. Yes. Great question. Yes, awesome. <laughs> I have the right yeah, answer. Yeah, me too. He did rain dance, not rain stuff. dance. Rain dance is correct. Okay, wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the fifth Solid question guess, in the regulation trivia game is from the Playbook episode. Name the play that involves fake websites, an awesome name, and a smartphone. No. <laughs> oh, God. I got it. Oh, man. Ready? It is. I'm ready. I got it. Oh. It is the Lorenzo Von. Ah, that is correct. Boom. Good job. I was one mm-hmm. word off from being five for five. Those are good questions. Those were honestly. really good. Yeah, those were really good questions. Nice. All right. We got to keep a tally going. So are we doing total score or winners only? Fuck. Damn it. Oh, I won the slap bet. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought the, I thought the winners left the losers. Oh, so now I'm the yeah, only one getting slapped? This is bullshit. Yeah, it should be winners slash losers. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we did not nail that down. <laughs> Highest winner, lowest loser. If it had been a tie, two slaps, yes. no tie, one slap. Yes, that he's the slapback commissioner. There it is. Sorry, you got four points. Steve's got what three? For sure. Yeah, and I have one. Man, I was one word off. Let's go to the mall today. Damn it, that's gonna come back to haunt me. That's it for this week's episode, Ninja Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review wherever you download your podcasts. Hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at the Episode Ninja if you want to hear us talk about any of your favorite shows. Or sign up for an account on episode.ninja and vote for your favorite episodes. See you next week.